Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Post Pitch Podcast. You're more in Pitching Podcast from PitchWolves.com. My name is Ikapala. Today is June 16th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Jack Flaherty returned yesterday for three innings and two runs. It was pretty disappointing. Three uh, Ks. His fastball velocity was down 1.5 ticks, only through 60 pitches here. And his next outing against the Brewers should probably be about four to five innings, around 75 pitches. I imagine the rust is just going to shake off, right? It, this is something we've seen before where guys come back with low, limited velocity and then they get it back over time. I imagine he was just kind of getting into the groove. I would not read too much into it. Um, Daniel Castano started for the Marlins. Who cares? Tyler Anderson was uh, two outs away from a no-hitter for the Dodgers against the Angels. 8.1 innings, one run, one hit, two walks, and eight strikeouts. And it's amazing. It's, I'm jazzed about it. I actually got a comment about, like, I don't understand how people are excited about Spencer Strider, but not Tyler Anderson. And I think because Tyler Anderson, I don't expect it to last. It's great. It's been going really, really well. This is awesome. He's peach, pitching at his peak, but... The idea that this is a plateau that he's going to reach, I don't think is there. The changeup was great once again. Maybe that is something that I'm overlooking, but I just don't really see someone that is a legitimate long-term thing. Um, this, the, the performance certainly has suggested it's great, but yeah, I just don't really think the skill set is truly this magnificent and something different than we've seen from previous years from Tyler Anderson. Uh, Sonny Gray came back as well uh, against the Mariners. Five innings, zero runs, three zero walks, and three strikeouts. 65 pitches and made it work with five innings. That's great. But the curves and sliders did not throw enough strikes. You're just 50%. I think he got a little bit lucky here. And he gets the Guardians next. Hopefully, uh, he's got the breakers back. And he does enough across his 75 to 80 pitches that we'd see in that start. It's not a slam dunk. Uh, and I hope that Sonny Gray is his best self. Josh Minkowski went for the Red Sox um, against the Athletics. He does get the Tigers next after going zero runs in five innings here. I really don't think he's that good, but maybe that can work because the Tigers are just that bad right now. Sam Long went three innings and whatever. Uh, Vince Velasquez opened for Davis Martinez, went 5.1 innings on 58 pitches, which is insane, but I don't really want to start either one of these guys. Uh, Kyle Gibson against Miami did exactly what he should do. Eight innings, one and a run, seven hits, zero walks, six Ks. Obviously a little bit better, actually, than what he should do. 
Um, Slider earned a 38% CSW. He gets the Rangers next. I think that's okay. And that's cool. Marco Gonzalez went against the Twins and survived. 6.2 innings and one run, three hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. His changeup did all the work here. <clears throat> a 100 BABIP on uh, 10 balls in play, six whiffs, 33% CSW. Sinkers and cutters did a good job of, of sitting around the edges of the zone. He, and he goes against the Athletics. Cool. I'm, I would imagine that's going to go well. I, Garcia, Luis Garcia went against the Rangers, six innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, and nine strikeouts. And I saw that line and thought, oh man, he totally had the velocity in the slider, right? Nope. Not 95. It was sub 94. Just seven sliders were thrown. However, the changeup was a 38% CSW. The cutter was fantastic. And the forcing were earned whiffs too, despite being under 94. So this is fine. And you should feel good about this. But it's not the way that I wanted. And it's a little, you know, maybe I'm holding too much on to that dream for me not to just enjoy Luis Garcia for what he's doing. I mean, yeah, did you just had nine strikeouts in six innings? Like, okay, just keep rolling with them. Shane McClanahan ace is going to ace with a one run effort in six innings. He did allow a three-run shot that was off the books considering an error earlier on. Seven Ks, five base runners against the, the Yankees. Be thrilled about it. 11 for 33 called strikes on his curve is fantastic. That's a 33% rate. That's amazing. Opposite that was Nestor Cortez. 5.1 innings of one and run. Great. Six base runners with four strikeouts. This was a fastball-focused one where he threw it a lot in the zone and got away with it. I'm not a huge fan of where we're at with Cortez in the last two starts. I feel like it's a little bit of the, the trending downward and the signs that it might be slipping, but I hope not. And I think you just got to keep starting Cortez right now. Zach Gellin had three of his pitches working yesterday. Four seamers, curves, and change-ups for seven innings, two run runs, two hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. Wonderful whip there. He did hit four batters, but that doesn't matter. I <laughs> I want the cutter to return. That is the cutter slider. And he didn't earn a singles whiff on it on 16 thrown. But hey, at least he, got, he has three pitches working now. And that's always been the appeal for Yallen for me, is that he has four pitches. And he doesn't need all four. He really just needs three on a given night. Two and a half. And we got that here against the Reds, and that's a good thing. Corbin Burns, ace is going to ace. Spencer Strider did the thing. 5.2 innings, turn runs, one hit, two walks, and 11 strikeouts against the Nationals. I watched the video this morning on him. Uh, and that's for YouTube. Definitely go check that out where he struck out the side. He's someone where the stuff is good enough. 65% strikes uh, plus is what we're aiming for on these pitches. 67% on the four-seamer and 60 on the slider. If he's doing that, he will have success. The question is how erratic actually is he? And watching that this morning, I think you'll get the sense that, okay, he has good stuff, but it's not. He's a thrower. He's not really a pitcher of pointing it where he wants to. And that does speak to more cherry bomb levels than it does a true ascension. So take that what you will. I mean, the ceiling is so high that the cherry is so sweet that it makes the bomb worthwhile whenever that does arrive. I mean, 11 Ks here in about under six innings is insane. 24 whiffs where Gallo's pull. So I think you just ride with and note that there will be starts where he has a sub 60% strike rate on his pitches. But he, that doesn't isn't a death sentence. That doesn't mean he doesn't, you know, he could do it for three straight starts. It still means on the fourth one he could do it, right? It's going to be really hard for us to make that call that time. And I'm going to be uneasy about it. But it could mean at that fourth one he'll get the strike rate back and then do well. So keep that in mind with Spencer Strider. Connor Pilkington went to Coors and I guess kind of survived and whatever. Jonathan Helsley, uh, Heasley, I should say, 
Four innings, two earned runs, seven base runners, four Ks. Yeah, I mean, he had the dominant seven innings last time, and this was pretty lame. <laughs> I don't really want to go after Jonathan Heasley. Uh, Jose Brios is the great undulator. Seven innings of three and runs, and only three three base runners and eight strikeouts. Guess what? His whip is down to 1.24 now. ERA's at 4.65, and keep in mind, it was well above five before. And because it was three and runs on two, we didn't get it further down. I do wonder if he's actually going to get it under four by the end of the season because he is the great undulator and all. But the whip being at 124, I mean, yeah, that's... He's a 117 whip guy, essentially. So, yeah, he's, he's doing the thing. I mean, since he had that blow-up start against the Yankees, I was saying, look, guys, Jose Brias is the great undulator. I think from this point on, he's the same guy. 3.6 ERA and a 105 whip, pretty much. And that's pretty dang cool. So be happy with Jose Brios. I hope you bought low there. Luis Castillo, seven innings, three earned runs, four hits, two walks, and six Ks from Castillo against the Diamondbacks. He was pumping gas. Sinkers were 98-99, which was insane. I I like the fact that he had a sub-one whip for once, but the changeups and sliders were more elevated than usual. And I like the fact that the four-seamers are up, but he needs to get the changeups and sliders a little bit more down. I'm not saying out of the zone technically, but just, just a little bit more down so it's not the middle of the plate. That's all. Anyway, this is pretty cool from Castillo, and I really hope that he keeps all of the skill sets here. Uh, Eric Fetty, don't trust the feds. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, 4.1 innings, 3 and runs. I think this is the most disappointing outing of the night. Um, nine base runners. And it was just bad command. I mean, he threw too much in the middle of the plate. I don't think that that's the destiny for Contreras. He gets the Cubs next, and I think that should go all right. David Peterson did not have his good slider, and the Brewers said, yeah, all right, four innings, four and runs. Don't touch it. Ryan Weathers got the pitches, 89, but four and runs and 3.2 innings. Don't touch that. Reed Detmers went more sliders and curveballs. He, like, leaned on this. 31% sliders is wild. I haven't seen that yet, and I like that he's experimenting with it. He did get some whiffs, but, yeah, this ain't it yet. But... I like the fact that this 22-year-old is experimenting with his approach and is finally doing something different. Okay, maybe he throws more sliders and gets a good feel for that and then introduces the curveball back and voila, you have yourself a finished product. And this was against the Dodgers too. I'm liking this direction with Detmers. This is the most intrigued I've been because it was just more of the same before of just being bad and now at least he's doing something different to hopefully improve. Austin Gomber against the Guardians at home in Coors. Five and runs, 10 base runners, 4.2 innings. No thanks. Caleb Killian was such a disappointment. Five walks, zero strikeouts, and four innings. I mean, I, I questioned his command in the first start, and I got a lot of tweets being like, what? Command? That's really weird, considering that in the minors, his command was a plus. And I said, well, I saw what I saw, and I was hoping that was just jitters, but it wasn't, I guess. Or maybe it still is. Maybe he just came back and had jitters again. I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on Caleb Killian. I'm curious. I don't think he's this bad. I mean, I don't think he's a five-walk, zero-K guy. So we'll see. Um, James Caprillion against the Red Sox did what he was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, him and Bruce Zimmerman against the Jays, like, yeah, they had bad matchups. You don't tar- start Toby's here. Alex Wade was very disappointing, too, um, against the White Sox. 700 runs, 5Ks. He was my stream pick of the day, and that was oof. Slider went just through for 33 whiffs, and this was the much lower floor than I expected with the fight. I thought, like, about to be like, four or five earned runs, not seven and three. Against the White Sox as a right-hander? That was shocking to me. Um, it's just, yeah, now it's the Red Sox. So, all right, Fayetta, you're taking a break. And Tyson Miller showed up against the uh, Astros for the Rangers. He's a cross-body right-hander um, that has a low arm angle, too. No command. <laughs> 0.2 innings, 600 runs forwards, two walks, zero Ks. I mean, 
Yeah, not not for you. All right, looking forward to today. And today is Thursday, so that means we look at today, tomorrow, and the weekend to hopefully get you prepared for uh, for your end of the week in your head-to-head leagues. Zach Wheeler, Joe Musgrove, Kevin Gaussman, Luis Severino, and Shoei Otani. Easy start. Martin Perez going into Tigers. Hopefully last start was just a bump in the command of the sinker in the, in the cutter. And hopefully he does well here. Tyler McGill and George Kirby now in that order. George Kirby ahead of Tyler McGill. I I think, yeah, you start both of these guys. Kirby against the Angels, sure. McGill against the Brewers. He had the first still ill start. You're past that through 96 plus. You should be good. Questionable starts here. The stream pick of the day is Rich Hill against the Athletics. You have Aaron Ashby against the Mets. And this is a complete toss-up to me. And all these now, I mean, really even Rich Hill are toss-ups. It is a proper questionable start here. You have McKenzie, Tristan McKenzie in cores. You have Matt Swarmer against the Padres. Uh, I kind of like it, but I don't. But I do. I mean, Caleb Killing couldn't do it. I mean, I've been really bad at streaming lately. Matt Swarmer, though, does have a good slider. Paul Blackburn in a bad matchup against the Red Sox. But it's been Paul Blackburn. And Bo Brisky has been able to make it work against the Rangers. These are all such coin flips. And Aaron Ashby, I know, just allowed, what, 13 hits? Like, that's not going to happen again. But it is the Mets. The Mets are a really good offense. So be careful here. And the do not start tier is Chad Cool, Josh Fleming, Tyler Wells, and Patrick Corbin. I, I don't want any of this. Uh, Josh Fleming is getting the call instead of Drew Rasmussen. Um, which he's down with a hamstring injury. I, did, I got a tweet saying that uh, Josh Fleming was doing really well in uh, in AAA. I don't really care. <laughs> Josh Fleming wasn't anything. You know, he had a good start of the year, and then he lost his slider whiffs, and that was really it. He could not survive for four innings. That's just uh, it's just not the guy that you want to go for right now, especially against the Yankees. Just just bench him. You don't want to do this. Um, looking forward to tomorrow, we have uh, Carlos Rodon, Frankie Montes, Tarek Skubal, Julio Arias, uh, Urias, I should say, Lucas Giolito, Pablo Lopez, and Framber Valdez. All those are easy starts. I'd say Giolito, Lopez, and Valdez are slightly di- different than the other four. Giolito gets the Astros, and he hasn't really come through in the ratio side. Good on the whiff side and strikeout side and stuff like that, and this, and this stuff should be better, but we haven't seen it, and it is the Astros. Pablo Lopez with a wrist injury, and it is against... The Mets, we aren't confirmed for that start quite yet. He was supposed to go yesterday and didn't, so we'll see. And Framer Valdez against the White Sox. It's the White Sox. They're better against lefties. And Framer Valdez doesn't always have the most pristine ratios. Uh, you have the probably start here. Carlos Cross going against Miami seems like a good one. Uh, Charlie Morton and John Gray both are off of good performances. I mean, Morton not with the ratios, but the golden goals. The last two starts. Kerbal looks amazing. He gets the Cubs. John Gray gets the, the Tigers. You do that. Robbie Ray against the Angels. I uh, Robbie Ray is throwing sinkers now, so that's pretty cool. And I want to. Well, it's not pretty cool. It's just the performance was pretty cool. I don't know how that much I believe it, but it's against the Angels, and I think you roll with it after seven innings is zero and runs. Eric Lauer should rebound. It's been two starts of him under 93, and I imagine that that fastball velocity should go back up with the breakers as well, getting better commanded. And it's against the Reds. I'm not too scared of this. Shane Boz is contentious against the Orioles just because it was only 2.1 innings against the Twins, but it was over 40 pitches. And I would imagine that he goes 60 to 70 here against the Orioles. I'm not really scared of it. I think Boz is honestly still really good. Just had a problem from the stretch. I think he's still good. Uh, Hunter Green against the Brewers is a cherry bomb, but he's been doing better with sliders first lately. So I'm going to start Hunter Green if I have him against the Brewers. And the questionable starts here. You have McKenzie today and McKenzie tomorrow in cores, which is pretty funny. This is McKenzie Gore now um, with Jordan Montgomery 
against the Jays. You have Michael Lorenzen against the Mariners, Adam Wainwright against the Red Sox. They essentially have good pitchers who would be in probably sort of the good matchups, but they don't, so they're down here in questionable. And then Devin Smeltzer against the Diamondbacks is my streaming pick of the day. 19% rostered, goes against Arizona. Is a Toby. All right, let's see how you do. I mean, he's hoping to be a Toby. Hopefully that works. Do not start tier. Zach Greinke, Michael Walker, really the ones I think people would consider higher up, but Greinke's coming back from the IL. It's against the Athletics. I still don't think the reward is worth it. Well, Waka did have the complete game shut up, but the Cardinals are good. And Waka is not, really. <laughs> he had a start after that complete game shutout against the Angels and wasn't great. And I don't really think this stuff is that good. Uh, Ranger Suarez against the Nationals, maybe, but no. Ross Stripling has had a, had a good two-step, but it's against the Yankees. Zach Plesak has a good slider. Maybe the changeup is the Dodgers, and so on and so forth. Bum guarding against the Twins. Zach Thompson against the Giants. Maybe that works, but I don't want to chase it. Keegan Thompson, Kyle Freeland, Dean Kramer, um, Paulo Espino, Bailey Falter, and Evan Lee are all people you don't want to start. So Saturday and Sunday uh, for Baltimore, it's uh, on Saturday, Bradish against the Rays. That is a do not start. Bradish just isn't good enough right now. Cutter Crawford against the Cardinals. That is so interesting to me. That is a desperate stream if you need one. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Jays, I think, is a questionable because it's the Jays. Jeffrey Springs against the Orioles is a start or is a, is a probable. Moto against the Yankees is an auto. Cueto against the Astros, sit. Quantrill against the Dodgers, man, he's gone six innings. I'd say in a quality start league, you start and everything else you... Or is it questionable and in... Um, uh, it's going to be the bottom of questionable, I think, for your normal 12-team stuff. If you're in a quality start, you might have to do it because he just has gone six innings for, I think, what, nine street starts or something like that? Only one of them hasn't been three runs or fewer. Uh, Ronnie Garcia against the Rangers is a, isn't the worst thing ever, but that's a do not start. Daniel Lynch, same thing against the Athletics. Still do not start, but... It is athletics, and maybe that does work. Dylan Bundy against the Diamondbacks. Oh, man, look at all these weird starts. No, I don't want to do it. It's Dylan Bundy. Justin Verlander against the White Sox is an auto start. Patrick Sandoval against the Mariners is a probable. Jose Suarez in a double header is a no thank you. Cole Irvin against the Royals is a... Ugh. Man, top of do not start right at this point. Cole Irvin hasn't really been that consistent. Maybe, maybe actually bottom of questionable. He's a Toby. Chris Flexen against the Angels is in questionable. Justin Sheffield on the other in the other game of the doubleheader. Do not start. It's cool to see Justin Sheffield, but hopefully we see something new. Taylor Hearn, even though it is the Tigers, I'm just not doing it. It's Taylor Hearn. Kyle Wright is in auto against the Cubs. Braxton Garrett against the Mets isn't the worst thing ever, but it's a do not start because it is the Mets. But he could pack a punch. Uh, yeah, Jack's punch, Brack's punch, it's fine. Uh, Tywin Walker against the Marlins is top of questionable. If not, actually, he might be in the bottom of probable there. I don't know. Not a top of questionable. I don't really know if I believe everything that Walker did in his last start. Uh, Aaron Nola against the Nationals auto. Josiah Gray against the Phillies is a do not start. Unless you're chasing strikeouts, then I guess that can be a questionable, but I'm not doing that. Justin, Justin Steele against the Braves is a no. Uh, J- Graham Ashcraft against the Brewers is a questionable. I really would hope the sinker shows up again. Jason Alexander against the Reds is, oh no, do not start. But there's always a part of me that thinks that he can go like six innings of one earned run with that sinker. Uh, Jose Quintana against the Giants. Not the worst thing ever considering his good pitch separation, but I don't want to do it. Dakota Hudson is a coin flip, but this is the Red Sox and they'll take advantage of it more. So no thanks. Luke Weaver, no thank you against the Twins. Herman Marquez against the Padres, but it's in course, so no thanks. Clint Kershaw could be coming back on Saturday, or if it's Friday, I don't know. Either way, I'm starting him. Uh, Nick Martinez got pushed for this weekend. 
That means he gets cores, no thanks. And Alex Wood against Pittsburgh is a probable start. On Sunday, it's Jordan Lyles against the Rays, no thanks. Nick Pavetta against the Cardinals, you just got to roll with a probable start. Garrett Cole against the Jays, auto start. Corey Kluber against the Orioles is the top of questionable. Uh, you have Yusei Kikuchi against the Yankees, no thank you. Michael Kopech should be starting against the Astros with his knee injury. I say that's the top of questionable. Uh, you don't know how long he's going to go, and it's the Astros. Shane Bieber against the Dodgers is, I guess, the bottom of probable. Uh, because Shane Bieber's just been doing that well. Uh, Drew Hutchinson, no thanks against the, the Rangers. Brad Keller against the Athletics. I still don't even want to do it. That is a do not start. Chris Archer against the Diamondbacks. I believe he's only gone five innings once, so that's a do not start. Christian Javier against the White Sox is a probable start. Noah Syndergaard against the Mariners is a top of questionable. He's just a Toby. Uh, Jared Koenig, uh, no thank you. That's a do not start even if it's the Royals. Logan Gilbert against the Angels is the top of probable. Uh, you have Dane Dunning against the Tigers is in questionable. That's a decent stream there. Uh, you have Ian Anderson against the Cubs is, I think, a top of questionable. He's been really shaky. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is obviously an auto start. Same with Chris Bassett against the Marlins. On the other side of that, uh, you have Zach Eflin against the Nationals. That is a questionable. Hopefully the curveball is good enough. But the knee injury is there, so be careful and make sure that he... You know, see what the quotes are to see about how long he's going in that outing. Jackson uh, Tetrialt. Tet, te- yeah, sure. For the Nationals. He threw really hard in the first and then it slowed down. It was bad. And it goes against the Phillies. So no, but I- I'm so curious uh, to see if something like something pans out from Jackson there. Um, Kyle Hendricks against Atlanta is a do not start. Mike Miner against the Brewers do not start. Adrian Hauser against the Reds do not start. I don't care. He did poorly against the Reds twice already this year, and just no. Mitch Keller against the Giants. Oh, you did not have slider whiffs, so no. Uh, Miles Michaels against the Red Sox is a top of questionable. Also, keep in mind that he threw 130 pitches, so he might be a little bit gassed here. Uh, Mayor Kelly against the Twins is a... No, 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 no. Questionable or do not? I'd say questionable. It's Merrill Kelly, but it's the Twins. I kind of don't want to do it. Um, Antonio Sensatella against the Padres. No way. Andrew Heaney could be coming back from the IL. Let's monitor how many pitches he might throw. I'd say that's a questionable because of that. Um, Blake Snell in Colorado is a do not. I don't want to do it. And Logan Webb is an auto against Pittsburgh. I mean, maybe the bottom of questionable, actually, for Blake Snell in Coors. But all right, that's going to do it for today. Hopefully, you found that helpful. Uh, yeah, if I'm doing Mackenzie Gore in course, I'm going to do Blake Snell. <laughs> Good luck this weekend. Y'all got it. But my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.